Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Today I'm talking with Bill Mayer about AI, social media, and what a Catholic response should be to that. Hope you all enjoy. Let's jump right on into it. Because the entire point of the internet, with many of the social platforms and everything, they're designed to keep you on there. And, like, I've seen people before who are around my age, and they will just be on for hours. And then you'll ask them afterwards if there was actually anything that they thought that they remember from that. And no, it was just complete mush completely gone, wasted several hours. And I'm just like, I'm like, I, I, I don't have time to spend like that. There's 50 bazillion things I want to do. Yeah. And I don't have time to go and get addicted to social media. So one of the things that I, me and my girlfriend have done is we've intentionally done it so that way. Like with social media, we will, we will check it a couple times a week. But other than that, we try to pretty much stay off of it. Now for work outside of that, I also keep track of the diocesan Facebook because I want to keep up with events. But other than that, it's pretty much outside. And it has been, it has opened up hours of time that I didn't even realize I was losing to social media and for her as well and has been really fulfilling and for other people my age I would recommend doing that if there's anyone listening so I don't know if you have anything to say to that no I, I agree 100% with that and I, I applaud you on that it, it's a very difficult thing it, it can be likened because of the addictive nature to smoking or alcohol or any particular any behavioral addiction in a way that you have to be very strong to be able to stay committed to that it's awesome that your girlfriend's doing that with you because that gives you two people that can support each other on that. But it, it is amazing, and, and that's why they make a ton of money, because they know how to engage and how to create addiction, and, and they're doing a great job of it. I mean, our basketball players talk about it all the time. What'd you do today? Well, I scrolled through reels for two hours. I just couldn't stop. I just They were so stupid, but I just kept scrolling, you know. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's why you can't hit a jump shot, because you always <laughs> end you know, scrolling. But, but it's the same level. We have to recognize and call it that they're very good at what they do, and they're creating engagement that way. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is with the creators who actually are trying to engage too, they're encouraged to be as engaging as they possibly can because they get paid more for that. Yeah. And so it's just a never ending cycle. It is. It is absolutely somewhere along the way in human history. They're going to write a book and a story about what social media was and what it did with our society. And at this point, we don't know how that story is going to end. But I don't know that I can think of anything that is significantly affected an entirety of, of society like social media has. Which I think pairs well with the cell phone, too, unfortunately. Like, just the cell phone, I think the first one came out in 2007. I could have the date wrong. But that was 16 years ago. That's not that long. (laughs) Many, many, many wars have gone on for much longer than that. It's just insane to me that, like, the cell phone and social media have sprouted up and went from being non-existent in the 90s to now there's pretty much not a single person who doesn't have at least one, if not both, you know, it's interesting because we justify that as saying we can be better at our jobs, we can be better connected, we can be safer. But I, I would challenge ourselves, are we really at a better place than we were before the cell phones happened? You know, people who get fo- work phone calls in the middle of the night, early mornings, weekends, you know, we say, well, we're better, we're more connected with our people. We're, but are we really at a better place than we were? Are we really better at our jobs? Are we really? I, it's, a, it's an interesting question for us to ask is, are the benefits outweighing the bad things? Because I know people who don't ever feel disconnected from work anymore, which is not a healthy thing. I know people who can't get away for Sunday mornings because it's amazing how when you're headed to mass, a work phone call comes in or a text or something. It's just something we're going to have to ask ourselves on. Do the benefits outweigh the, the, the risks? 
Yeah, and then we even have the AI coming down. Like everybody's been talking about ChatGPT recently. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but it's kind of terrifying how like in the future we could see with people being as connected as they are and like things becoming even more connected to the internet and online with the advent of AI. It's a very interesting world. A, a couple of years ago, I went to a conference at Notre Dame that the question of the conference, and it was just, a, it was an awesome conference everybody just discussed, was at what point will AI be human enough to have a soul? And obviously we didn't answer that question. Obviously there's a lot of theological stuff that's got to be asked, but there was a point where you couldn't distinguish it from a human and you wouldn't know whether you were talking to a human that thought, or if you were talking to AI, and at what point would it have consciousness, which is a whole other discussion. But it, it concerns me greatly from a standpoint of how much more information and engagement can be out there if they're perfect, which is kind of what that looks like. People in college like you, I mean, you probably loving it with writing papers and those sort of things. I mean, <laughs> if I was in college, I, I might confess that I probably would have never written a paper because of chat G you know, the the AI stuff. But I don't know. It's a scary world out there. It's interesting just from a standpoint of and, and you know, it's funny. I'm not a sci-fi guy, but it's interesting how many sci-fi things have come true that people laughed at, you know, writers that said this would be the future and this is what's going to happen. It, it's amazing how that stuff is starting to be part of it. Yeah, I was looking at oh, I forget which particular world or something it was, but I was looking at a couple of the different stories. And I think one of them was like I was thinking back to 1984 just last night and I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, how easy could that become like a reality, but with like an AI kind of controlling it all. Because like it's very intentionally made out to be incredibly dystopian, but there's an element of like people could just ask for that at some point and just it wouldn't be terrifying to them at all because they had asked for it. Because there was another show I was watching and it was kind of commenting on some of that, but it was essentially a society in the future which was heavily influenced by an AI called Sybil. And the Sybil AI was just Big Brother, but it was an AI that people had given themselves over to and I was like and I was like that's terrifying but I could see it in our world where we could get to the point where so many people are just like oh yeah AI it's it's great and it totally knows what I want and what my neighbor wants and will make us all live happier I could see that and that's mildly terrifying it, it is crazily terrifying I, I think the same way about uh, 1984 I think the same way about a lot of stuff I, read. I was reading GK Chesterton the other day and you know he wrote this maybe a hundred years ago I, I don't know what it was but he writes there's gonna be a time where we can't say two plus two is four Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I remember reading that in college and thinking... It was funny. It th was that's funny. the dumbest thing ever. We will always be able to say two plus two is four. <laughs> like, here's this brilliant guy, and obviously he knows more than I do, but in my arrogance of the youth, I thought, this, he missed this one. And now all of a sudden I'm looking around and finding out that math isn't math, it's only math because we tell it that two plus two equals four. And I'm, I'm like, man, as a society, are we going to accept this kind of stuff where we can't say genders, we can't say math, we can't say truths about life? And then now all of a sudden I find myself living in a culture where people... I think there's a group of people out there that would 100% hand over everything to AI thinking it could make us live a happier life. And yeah, it's it's a weird place that we live right now. Yeah, because like, because another thing about the whole social media, to go back to that a little bit, and the AI, is there are good uses for literally all of that. Like, yeah. there are excellent uses for how it can make people's lives easier and make things more connected and so many things like that. The problem is, is it's so easy, kind of like with the virtues, and to go to St. Augustine, like when St. Augustine talks about virtues, there's an extreme 
and there's also a deficiency to every single virtue. Virtues are always a middle ground. Like, for example, when it comes to, I think, pride, and I forget the specific words he uses, but there's an element where we should have an, el where there's an element in between of where we should be confident in ourselves. That's it, confidence. That's what we should have. Pride is when we take it a little bit further, and English isn't the greatest for it because we also sometimes use pride where it's like a good yeah. thing, but like pride is where we go too far and are too much full of ourselves and think we can handle it all ourselves. And then there's also the self-deprecation the that comes from not having enough confidence in ourselves, which is at the opposite end of the spectrum, which is something people also fall into. But it's in the middle where the virtue is actually found. And I think it's the same with so many things like social media and AI and everything, that its uses are potentially good, but they have to fall somewhere in between. You can't entirely just reject it because then you're going to fall behind and fall out of the culture and aren't actually going to be able to have any say or weight in anything, which is unfortunate and why the church does have to actually send out letters and send out responses and think about this and how it affects our world. And alternatively, if we lean all into it, it could lead to some really horrible things and the internet will lead you down a path that is not good if you go too deep into it. So it just becomes this really terrible thing of balancing and the balancing act is difficult to say the least. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.